I thank you all so very much for joining me this evening. I do not take it lightly that you have taken it out of your schedule to join me and to hear a word from God this evening. I've been praying um, all last week up to now, um, up until really yesterday, as to, Lord, what is it that you want me to minister? And over and over and over again, God is telling me, to address and minister to you again and over and over in regards to how we are dealing with this pandemic. We talked about that whatever God allows, this is not from God, but he has allowed it. Whatever he allows, it is ultimately for our good. So as we look at the body counts, the jobs loss, the businesses folding, the unemployment rates rising. In the midst of it all, there is some good. Families are being reunited. Children and parents are interacting like never before. Families are connecting even through the internet more than ever before, than ever they ever even called each other before. So in the midst of all of this, there is good. I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, working as a stockbroker, one of my proudest moments as a black individual was when the stock market halted trading for about seven minutes as they awaited the signature of Oprah Winfrey. Her influence on the media and the advertising industries was so great that whether she renewed her contract for her show determined the state the stock market, the stocks within those markets would trend. I sat as one of the only two black people in the entire firm while everybody waited for this black woman to determine the fate of the stock market that day. I could not have been more proud if she was my blood sister. Now today as a race of people we are causing a different kind of pause. One I'm not so very proud of. Although we are the minority in most of the major cities in America, the coronavirus that is plaguing the globe has the death toll amongst blacks disproportionately higher than any other race, making the media, politicians, and medical experts pause as attention is drawn to this incredible imbalance. Now I want you to know I'm not dismissing the economic struggle that is also disproportionately associated with blacks or the lack of medical treatment available in black communities. However, what I do know firsthand as I talk to friends and relatives and those in the community, we as a people are not taking this pandemic seriously enough When the pandemic first broke, there were rumors that those of African descent were immune, which, of course, proved to be nonsense, which is a concept we should have never brought into. Ever since that first slave was drugged off that first slave ship, our people have been screaming, we are human. My blood runs red just like yours. But now all of a sudden, we want to embrace or think that we got a break and a deadly virus would just skip us? What has ever come 
to us as a people that did not require that we work twice as hard to overcome. Maybe we just wanted to believe that somehow we got a break. But we didn't. Now we are allowing the nonsense to continue at the rate of our own people dying at massive rates. I have heard comments like, well, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And the government is just trying to scare us anyway. A week or so ago, I was going to work and decided that I wanted to a cup of coffee. So there's a Dunkin' Donuts in the next block up from my job. And so I went there and I was going to get a cup of coffee. I pulls in the parking lot and there's a gentleman out there and he's you know, with the trash, putting the trash out, manipulating the trash, whatever he was doing, had a Dunkin' Donuts uniform on. So I pulls on around to the speaker. I place my order and he goes on in and I come on around for pickup. Well, by the time I got to the window, he's actually in the restaurant at the counter and he's making my coffee. Now, whether he had a chance to wash his hands or not, I don't know. The first thing that caught my attention was he didn't have any gloves on. Well, before I could get his attention, a young lady walks up to the counter and she's telling me what my total is. And I said to her, I said, he was just out there um, playing with the trash and he has no gloves on. And I noticed that you don't either. And her response was to me, well, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And I'm thinking to myself, wow really and most people every time I tell somebody the story they say I wouldn't have paid for nothing but I did I went ahead and paid for it I'm riding up the street and this is still like her voice is going over and over in my head I ended up pouring the coffee out the window but I was thinking up like wow are you not paying attention do you not care is your life not valuable what is going on And I know you're saying, okay, good point, but I thought we were supposed to be doing Bible study and having some kind of biblical rejuvenation. We are. It's just time for us to look and address what is going on in our now. As I listen to that young lady, I I begin to think about how far away from God's purpose our lives have become and how we have fallen so far away from our relationship with God that a comment like, well, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, seems okay. In actuality, this is totally contrary to the word of God, which says in 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Because we are so disconnected from God, we don't embrace the truth that we don't even belong to ourselves. All of who we are belongs to God. And he has made us a steward over our lives and our bodies and we will be held accountable for how we live out our lives and how we care for our bodies. 
And the second comment that I'm hearing over and over again, referring to the government just trying to scare us, just shows a lack of common sense. If you have lived in America all of your life, then you know America has become all about money and they are not about to come up with anything that is going to cost them, manipulate that stock market or halt commerce from exchanging dollars. Proverbs 321 tells us to keep sound wisdom and discretion. Not to mention that the word of God tells us to submit to our governing authorities. God does not need to use us to display disobedience to validate our love for him. This pandemic is not different from leprosy. In the Bible, a leper was quarantined to assure they didn't spread the disease. The big difference and even more dangerous aspect of the coronavirus is that we can't see who is infected like they could see with leprosy. So we are all quarantined. My prayer is that we begin to take this pandemic seriously and heed to the rules of the quarantine. I know some of you, like myself, work in businesses that are deemed essential, and we thank you. But being out just socializing is not acceptable. And please, people, when you have to go out and run errands, if it's two or more of you that live in the house, only one go out. Or if you all go out, only one get out the car. Limit taking unnecessary risk. Think about it. If everyone in your house goes out at the same time and is infected, then that means no one in the house can care for the other ones. If any of you follow me on Facebook or Bible Deliverance on Facebook, I posted an image that bold letters reads, Black Men Jesus. Because looking at the statistics of the deaths regarding this virus, blacks are dying at a greater rate than any other nationality. And more men are dying than women. Let's pull the pieces together. Black men are of the highest risk concerning this pandemic. Men are the backbone of any race of people. And if black men are dying at a rate higher than any other, then the existence of the black race is in jeopardy. Hosea 4.6 reads, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The knowledge is available. The lacking is on us. The lacking is our refusal to embrace the knowledge that is available. The lacking is our refusal to discipline ourselves according to the knowledge that is available. Then we have those that walk in so much quote unquote faith declaring my God will cover me. Not recognizing they are walking in absolute disobedience to the word of God. The word of God tells us do not tempt the Holy Spirit. And again, keep sound wisdom and discretion. And please, please, people, only embrace news 
from reputable news mediums, not social media, and don't share any news that's not confirmed. Conduct yourselves as children of the Most High God. Promote prayer over fear. We don't have to be afraid. Promote prayer over gossip. Promote prayer over foolishness. We can get through this, but it's going to require discipline on our behalf. And I know some of you are still committed to going to church. If that is you and you are on this line, I want to say this to you. Don't allow a commitment to a building to be the representation of what solidifies and upholds your faith. I listened to Pastor John Gray's message on Easter Sunday. If you haven't heard it, I urge you to pull it up on YouTube, go to TBN and listen to it. He made a point, again, that God has allowed this. Knowing that this pandemic would close the church doors, but he allowed it. We have to ask ourselves why? Because the church never had anything to do with a building. Maybe God allowed the church doors to be closed so that he could truly and intimately engage with the real church which is inside of each of us. Again, I urge you to go above and beyond to stay safe. Guard, protect, and keep your temples safe. Embrace knowledge. Be influential in saving our people, not a weapon used in the destruction of our people. I will be lifting you all up in prayer. Please be blessed.